Welcome to Goalposts for Jumpers Football Podcast. You've come this far and we really appreciate the support. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor, etc. Please make sure to subscribe to always be updated on any new episodes. And of course, follow us on Twitter at G4J Podcasts, Instagram, which is Goalpost number four, Jumpers. And email any questions or ideas to goalpost.jumper at gmail.com. We have some great features ahead, whether it's Football Scoop, Two Lies and a Truth, The Twat List, and so on. So please, enjoy the show. Cool Jewel Sex Tape. No. Yes. Cool Jewel Sex Tape. Ah, I got a headache. That sounds ah. like, that sounds like uh, City fans to you. I just laughed really hard at Ex-Man United goalkeeper Gary Bailey was once forced to deny rumours that he had no penis <laughs> after an Irish journalist... Entails. We're just getting an insight into Baker's uh, internet brand. No, 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 no. Do you want me to do? me to tell you no. which one it is? Right. If anyone's listened to this and they think, "Oh yeah, that's got to be true," you're mental. Dale Winton. Oh my god. <laughs> you look like you've aged five years since you first started this podcast. Do you still need a poo? Because no. there's you don't because no. there's no toilet roll left. Is there any upstairs? Uh, no. What do you mean? There's no toilet roll. Hello and welcome to another episode of Goalpost for Jumpers podcast. We have Gareth Baker here. Hi mate, how's it going? And we have me, Alex Price. Um, today's show, an interesting one, we've got the Champions League final uh, tonight. And in that theme, mm. we've got our top five most iconic Champions League final moments. Mm. It's an exciting one, mate. Yes. It's an exciting one, definitely. Yes. You know, we've got... Uh, for people who might not have tuned in before, this is a feature-based podcast, you know, funny, analytical, etc. We've got great features ahead like the twat list, football scoop, Alex's two lies and the truth. And today we have the luxury of having Brandon Warren, a fellow friend of ours in the podcast. Who friend is of a the Liverpool show. Fan, friend of the yeah. show. He's going to be coming on today and uh, I'll be interviewing him uh, ahead of the final. It's exciting, mate. Um, yeah. You know... Looking forward to it. Shall we kick off with number five as our top five? Yeah, so um, we're doing top five Champions League moments, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And the way I look look at this one is, this feature is my most memorable um, Champions League moments. I don't want to be too biased mm. um, because a lot of them might be Man United in my head, but um, just moments that I can remember no, and when, that always stick we, out. When we write these, we take our team's hats off. Not yeah. that I need to, because I, I support Cardiff, and you know that's not too many iconic moments for Cardiff. No, I meant the Champions League fight. Like I meant the Champions League as well. Okay, all right, there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, so number five, we both agreed was um, Jose Mourinho for Porto, uh, winning the Champions League and announcing himself uh, on the world stage as a manager. Yeah. So what this year was. was that? This was 2004. Yeah, the 3-0 against Monaco in the final. Yes. Um, bringing that team all the way through to... I mean, it, an underdog story, um, which you don't actually get in the Champions League much anymore. It's in the final as well. Um, and to, to go on and win it, and that Monaco team was fantastic as well, and probably a lot of people maybe didn't expect them to get there. Um, but Porto uh, coming all that way, and Jose Mourinho really you know, putting himself out there as... As the special one, yeah, and we watched the video earlier, and he's so young, isn't it? And he was yeah. just so unknown at the time. Yeah, and I remember looking back, thinking, "Who's this guy? Everyone's talking about." And look at the career Jose Mourinho's had. Yeah, you know that was the start. Of the charisma special. he had, he, he he had it all, and it's really, I, I think, it's a bit, it's a really a real shame that the way he is viewed now, um, to to what he it kind of almost, almost is the main thing you think about is Mourinho as his failures rather than the the amazing things he did um, at Porto, Inter, Chelsea. Um, and it re- really is one of the best managers of the all time. The guy's a legend. The guy's a legend and yeah. he's the start of a legend being born. Yeah. Number four, mate. Number four. Uh, again, we both have been quite democratic about this and actually yeah. agreed on all these. Number four is Zidane's volley in the final. Who was that against? Leverkusen, yeah. Um, I just it's you look back at that that technique the technique it's Surely on his left foot. know what we're talking about when yeah, we say that. If you don't for some reason know if you were born post 2001 2002 2001 I haven't written 2002. down the dates. So. Um 
and you haven't seen it, please look it up. It's on all over YouTube. The and technique. Do you know what I love? And the audacity to try that when his body is nowhere near facing the winning goal, goal as well the in the goal. final. Um, but yeah, I, you have you don't see many goals like that. Any a special player, a great player. Uh, was, but, that, yeah. was it damn good? Was he? He was okay. Yeah, he could do a bit. Mm. Well, definitely. Um, that, but, that goal is a testament to, like we we mentioned, obviously Mourinho. The reason yeah. he chose that yeah. was the fact that it you know typifies Mourinho's rise yeah. to fame. Well, yeah. this goal just typifies it what Zidane was as a player. Who he, he was yeah. capable yeah. of utter genius. I haven't seen a player like like Zidane since. That, I've never seen that anyone same kind of centre midfielder. Just the, just the, he just had everything. It, yeah, he he looked. He always looked like the the big kid playing with the with the younger kids. He could do anything he wants with the ball. Zidane in his prime, okay. Yeah. Say if Zidane was in his prime right now, what mm-hmm. would his rating on FIFA be? Ooh, right. So Messi and Ronaldo are ninety four. Yeah. Um, best midfielder in the world at the moment, possibly highest rated on FIFA might be De Bruyne. Modric, I think. Modric, yeah, ninety two. So I'd probably have Zidane at ninety three. 93, yeah. okay. That's what, me, personally. What would be his outstanding, you know, his 92 rating? Uh, passing, dribbling, shooting. The guy could do everything. Agility? Was he quite agile? Yeah, uh, he could drift Ball past control. players. It, similar, okay. Five-star flare moves? And, and yeah, and he, he, but he wasn't all all tricks and skills, mm. but it was it was a classic example of someone who... who Pulls off little little bits of skill, little bits of genius yeah. at the right times. Things that other players just wouldn't wouldn't think to do. Yeah. Um, so Zidane, yeah, that Zidane volley is in there at number four. Definitely. I mean, the guy was so good at the end of the day. Just to wrap that one up. Yeah. He had a film made about him, an yeah. hour and twenty minutes long, which which was just following him around a football field, <laughs> doing what he does. Because someone out there deemed his style of play yeah. artistic enough to be made into like an art house film. So number three, mate. What we got? Number three, we have, um, I believe, the Champions League final last year. Mm. It is Gareth Bale's overhead kick, which is possibly he's Welsh, isn't he? Uh, possibly the best goal of in Champions League history, if not the best goal ever. Scored. And I think before that moment was the same season. Ronaldo's overhead kick. Mm. Um, and actually, Zidane's volley. So those were those were, for me were some of the best goals for me. Actually, the champion, the best Champions League goal I've ever seen. And this is, I don't think it's Gareth Bale's overhead kick. No, Cristiano Ronaldo against Porto. Okay, I've I've ne- I've never it's seen. Great. It was it was just the audacity. Why are you shooting from there? Yeah, no, He's forty what, yards out. But why are you it, shooting from there? Is, is there not a lot more audacity from Gareth Bale coming course, on as a substitute? Of course, yeah. You know not warming up into the game and to yeah. try that and to do it with such execution yeah. top left corner I just like yeah the stage is on I know I'm Welsh on. mate and everything but oh no that, I, I fully understand that a lot of people would disagree with me with that it's just it's just it's something that resonated with me Ronaldo the player he was at that time um, and that goal was kind of iconic for for him, but that that's why I had that up there. But yeah, no, Gareth Bale possibly for me, I would say second best goal I've ever seen in my life. Best goal I've ever seen personally, and you know, Real Madrid fans hate him, yeah, for it. <laughs> well, brilliant set of fans. Well, we say this, and they, they've never quite got on with Ronaldo. They never quite get on with any of what their players. Is, what is wrong with them? Uh, maybe spoil. I don't know. Yeah, hundred um, percent. They are Donald Trump's children of fans <laughs> they're uh, they they know what they like yeah and then they know what they don't like and it takes a lot I to don't impress know what they them. like uh they want someone who is gonna give absolutely everything that you never you you want as a real madrid fan they they seem to want someone who's gonna chase the ball who's gonna um non-stop working they have a sort of same ethic as as British teams do. You you want that player to chase back, to tackle, to yeah. give absolute everything, um, and leave nothing behind on the pitch. And sometimes I think Bale's that that attitude. It, he he does give off something a bit like I I don't know what to say. Him and Ronaldo are very similar. It's the, almost the like thing is though, mate. Obviously, I've watched Bale play for Wales, and I've seen Bale like running back at left back. Oh, it's not that he like, doesn't. He yeah. doesn't do that. But for Real Madrid, but Madrid no, he doesn't. Yeah. No, but yeah, that overhead kick was was something special. And let's not forget that final was full of iconic moments. Mm. Carius, um, in particular, 
Bale's second goal, mm. um, letting the ball go through his Weetabix hands. And then before <laughs> that, hands. his Weetabix hands, <laughs> proper Dom hands, carriers. And, and before that, giving the ball away to Benzema, mm. uh, literally throwing it at him and it going in to to open the scoring in that in that final. So yeah. And that number goal th- is our number three. And moving on to two and one, mate, uh can't bit conscious of time with this. Yeah. Um it's controversial because I think when you think the best Champions League final moments, especially as a British person, mm-hmm. I think people tend to think of the two the same thing. So it's where we've chosen to put these in two and one. Yeah. Yeah, and this is this is always a hotly debated topic because yeah. it it involves two two big well two of them. What's our number two, mate? It's um it's Liverpool final against AC Milan that comeback, uh, and again another final full of, everyone, of iconic everyone moments. Everyone knows what we're talking about. We barely need to go into detail. Three nil down at half time. Fifteen overcome, minutes yeah. later into the second half, they're three three. Yeah, um, you've and got then Gerrard's header. You've got. Uh, Alonso's penalty Alonso's was the penalty third, was the third, wasn't it? Smeetsa scored Smeetza, the yeah. long range, um, but and then they won it on penalties. Crespo's goal, that Crespo's oh third goal, God, the mate. finish. It's so fucking sexy. Yeah, it's beautiful. Go back to watch. and watch I love that it. video and just watch Crespo's yeah. chip. It was unbelievable. And so, do you know what? And uh, this is this is something for me. I always have I. I have certain personalities, certain faces, certain voices that I always link and, and think about for, for the Champions League and the commentary for Zidane's volley for um, our number two that 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 comeback for Liverpool um, is I always from my ITV, not from yeah. BT Sport, not from Sky. No, fuck that, ITV Sport yeah. is the home of Champions League I football. L- that, so that's my mate, childhood. So you talk about commentary defining moment sometimes yeah. our number one what is Solskjaer the has won it there you go it's, love it mate honestly it was tough when we were talking about this to choose between the AC Milan Liverpool game and obviously the Solskjaer's winning goal against Bayern Munich in 99 yeah but for me and obviously at first I said it was AC Milan was number one yeah. and the whole reason I changed it and this is a personal point of view some people are different the reason I think that game was just such a special moment mm-hmm. was that it was won during the 90 minutes. Um, you know, yeah. it was dying embers of the game, Solskjaer yeah. just producing, like, you know, just a, just a sheer moment of magic. And for me, that is a lot more special. A comeback's amazing, obviously. Yeah. But in terms of a most special moment, that's To Solskjaer equalise game. and then win it. Yeah, we, in, in the space of a couple Bayern of minutes. Munich team as well. That Bayern Munich team that did go on to win the yeah, Champions yeah, yeah. League a few seasons after. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I would be biased to say it's my favourite, but I'm glad you agree. No, I do, and um, it's mate, it's just such a special moment. Solskjaer has won it. Solskjaer's won it, mate. Yeah, That's name that commentator. One. Name the commentator. Yeah, Rob so Savage. We've got three. We've got we've got three different iconic moments. Oh, All brilliant. Clive Tilsley. Got Did it. I get it. Yeah, good stuff. For me, he's for the voice of the Champions League. Yeah, and, and, and I, I'm so the, gutted the we don't hear him guess, anymore. By the way, I just guessed who's my favorite Champions League commentator. Yeah, and I hope oh, it's it was brilliant. Him. The the only person I've ever heard come close to it was uh, now. Who is you'll have to you'll have go to go and wake me. your kids up. Something special is happening here. <laughs> Robbie Savage, Euro 2016. No, no, no. <laughs> um, Champions League, uh, Rome, Roma comeback against um, Barca. Okay. Uh, Costas Manalas scores the goal and the commentary goes I think uh, the Greek god rises I think the Greek god in Rome mm. um, and it was Rome Roma rise from the ashes oh it's brilliant you're not selling it at all it was better than I've put it across <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> sounded so shit. It's bri- oh, it's my god! It's amazing. It's the those, Greek those god as um, the Greek god so in Rome. When, when he said Costas it, was it, was it like oh, and the and the Greek god has um oh, it's um he he's, put it, um he's the Greek god's uh he's something he's the Greek god done something. He, yeah, he might be a little bit more articulate than I am, but yeah. Um, so there is uh, that's our five. That's our five. Number five. I'm glad we agree. Number four was uh no number five was I've, number I don't, five don't worry was, about it you've heard them all yep <laughs> <laughs> number five was Jose Mourinho announced himself on the world stage Paul with Zidane Porto volley. number four was uh, Zidane's volley against Leverkusen number three was uh, Bale's Bale. overhead kick number two was Jersey Dudek's legs 
It was Steven Gerrard's header. It was the brilliant comeback, 3-0, and then to win on penalties, Shevchenko missing. And then we had number one. Solskjaer's won it. Solskjaer's won it. There you go. Brilliant. Next up, we have Two Lies and the Truth. Oh, yes. Two Lies and the Truth. Okay, so we have Two Lies and a Truth, Gareth. Two Lies and a Truth are not two truths and a lie. Not two truths and a lie. The game so, which I hate. This is you the fuck game. with my head. This is the game where I tell Baker three stories. He has to guess which one is true. And, and the uh, among them, we have two stories I've made up. They're all football related. And we will kick it off with... Just for anyone listening, <laughs> and I know you've probably listened to a few episodes now... I want to emphasise the fact that Alex has come up with two of these stories. I have. In his head. Sometimes I worry myself. Yeah. Go on. Right. Let's kick off. Right. We've got number one. Number one. Former Manchester United player Dong Fang Zhu underwent major facial reconstruction surgery in order to escape constant mockery for being a football failure. (laughs) Who? Dong Fang Zhu. Dong Fang Zhu. Dong Fang Zhu. Dong. What? Who is that? Uh, right. He's had facial surgery. No, just read them. He's had facial reconstruction surgery. Because he was so shit. Because he was so shit. Oh, so sad. But also probably not true. Carry <laughs> on. <laughs> Number two. Ex-Sampdoria midfielder Daniele De Sena once mm. met his long-lost twin brother in a bar in Rome for the first time aged 34. The pair now own a bar chain called Fratelli de Tempos, roughly translated to Long Lost Brothers. Aww. That's quite a nice one, that. Yeah. See, I'm glad they're not always completely, like, insane, but (laughs) I want that to be true. Well, that's a really nice link to my third one. He found Um, his brother when he was 33 and they've opened a bar called Long Lost Brothers. That's quite a nice story. Number three? Yeah. In the same vein? Not so much. Oh, the look on your face right now. Coventry City once had to postpone a pre-season friendly because the club chef made too much ravioli. (laughs) What? Say that again. Coventry City once had to postpone a pre-season friendly because the club chef made too much ravioli. (laughs) Why would you cancel a game because it's too much ravioli? (laughs) (laughs) What? I could give you some context to this if you want. Please... Or I could just leave it at that. I think I'll just leave it at that. What? What do you mean, leave it at that? They cancelled a game because... The club chef made too much ravioli. Right, okay, so uh, just for a moment, uh, I'm the manager of... What was the team against? Coventry. Coventry, by the way. Um, Oh, no, sorry. uh, Look, guys, in the change room, guys, you know, I know you're suited and booted, like you're kitted up and everything. (laughs) Take your boots off, you're going home. There's too much ravioli in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. Please be true. No. No, I don't want to give you shit. Shit story. Can you right? We've got three. We've got um, Fang Zhu's facial. Too much ravioli, though. We got Fang. We got Dong Fang Zhu's facial reconstruction surgery. We've got uh, Daniele De Sena's long lost twin brother. And we've got Coventry City's ravioli. Too much ravioli. Yeah. Right, okay, so... So tell me, I want you to rule... This is... I'll always ask you to rule out one. Which one, just straight off the bat... Rule out... Wait, it's one truth and two lies. Yeah, I just want you to rule out one for now. Which one's the first one that you're going to rule out? Ravioli. Funny (laughs) enough. Straight away. (laughs) You don't think... Coventry City once had to postpone a preseason. No, 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 I don't. No, 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 I don't. I don't think they had to postpone a game because of too much ravioli being made. Can I give you some context? No. What do you mean? What? It sounds stupid, but there's a genuine reason. Okay. No, I'll leave it. Okay, so you're ruling out Coventry City ravioli. Yeah, and am I ruling out another one now? Yeah. Um, The reason why I said the Coventry City is because what actually happened was um, a saucepan full (laughs) full of sauce. Uh, overflowed it spilt uh, all over a fuse box short circuited the power directly linked to the floodlights okay well, does that make you feel any different about the story or you still think it's ridiculous no no it's still ridiculous isn't it <laughs> it's like, still very ridiculous so that one's out yeah okay 
Because if you've made too much rug, oh, right? Yeah, go on. Imagine all the travelling fans. Just imagine being a fan, and you know, you go in the forum afterwards, and it's like you post up. Oh, does anybody know why the game was postponed today? And Nigel Coventry FC nineteen twenty two. One word posted. Ravioli. Too much ravioli, mate. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, mate. Too much rivalry. Oh, okay, fair enough. Right, okay. Let's go back to uh, number one, which was Dong Fang Zhu. Yeah, that's you the next one. You didn't know who that was? That's the next one I'm ruling out, by the way. Just, <laughs> just to cut to the chase. <laughs> he went under... Uh, no one is going to have surgery on their face because they were that bad of a player. He went under the knife and um, major facial reconstruction surgery, and I can tell you that he looks exactly the same. Okay, so that one's tr- true then. Well, you could... Whether you want to... Oh, you're doing this to mess with my head. Right. Are you ruling, ruling that one out? out? Yes. Right, so you have narrowed it down to the re- actually a nice story, which is uh, Daniele no Desena. Right, the reason I'm going with a story as the truth is because although your mind is mental, yeah. um, there's no way you could have come up with that story. Which one? The uh, Long the Lost Brother? Long Lost Brother's one, yeah. It's way too specific. Um I'll just read it again. It's the ex-Sampdoria midfielder Daniele De Sena once met his long-lost twin brother in a bar in Rome for the first time, aged 34. The pair now own a bar chain called Fratelli de Tempos, which is roughly translated to long-lost brothers. Yeah, that's. I'm going with that one. You're going to go with that because of your sentiment. You're, 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 no, because I don't think... Yeah, I want it to be true. I don't think you could come up with it. And... Uh, for anyone listening, I can guarantee they're thinking that exact uh, same thing as me. <laughs> right, so we're going to go with ex-Sampdoria midfielder Daniel Detena. We're going to go with that as the as the truth. Um, do you want to know the answer? Uh, no, I have to wait until the end of you the show. You have to wait until the end of the show, show. yes. But next up, ladies and gentlemen, we have an exclusive interview with Brandon Warren, our close Ooh. friend and friend of the podcast, who's going to talk about tonight's game of... Liverpool versus Tottenham yeah. in the Champions League final. Okay. Famous Cardiff City oh. come from Slopper Road. Where? Talk about the Welsh Cup. We've won a fucking all. You, that's not the lyrics. We've beaten Real Madrid. When? We won the FA Cup. Still right. they don't Pitbull. believe us. The Blues are going down. It's, it is the equivalent of Pitbull rhyming Kodak with Kodak. Yeah, the thing is, though, you're just bitter that we took a song Liverpool made famous and made it better. To be fair... And sing jokes, it louder. Jokes aside, there I don't think there's many teams in the Football League that don't use that song anymore. Yeah, but you copied it from Napoli, so... Ah! What is with you and Alex burping into the mics? Where it goes. Okay, so tonight, mm-hmm. as a Liverpool fan, Brandon, it's a big night. I don't think there's anything happening. It's a very big night. You get want... to see Tottenham winning the Champions League. Mm-hmm. How nervous are you? Well, I walked up a 38 degree gradient hill earlier to calm my nerves. Yeah. To purchase two crates of Corona. That's how excited you are. Uh, excited is a strong, strong assumption there. Mm. After last year, mate, it's 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 tough. It is tough. But, uh, I mean, why, you, why after last year? For those who don't care about Liverpool and follow <laughs> Liverpool, which is everyone. Other, other I, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I know. Um, it was a it was a big disappointment last year. We had such a good run into the Champions League final, and Real Madrid were poor. I feel really, really poor. Mm. Um, a lot of people blame Carrius. A lot of people blame. Oh, was this um, when Gareth Bale scored an overhead kick against you? Who's Gareth Bale? Um, the guy who scored an overhead kick against Liverpool think, knocked them out. So the thing with that, I think, because the greatest a, European final goal of all time. Yeah, Gareth Bale's the sort of guy who scores overhead kicks against Liverpool. Exactly, and still can't win a Puskas award with it. That's the sort of guy that Gareth Bale. Yeah, is. Mohamed Salah with a. You know, and, and who does Salah play for? Liverpool. It's weird, isn't it? It's just weird how things go. Like, right, that. name another Liverpool player that's won a Puskas award. Um, name another Welsh player Kincheski. that's won a Puskas award. Konchesky. You won a Puskas award. Paul Konchesky. Yeah, the goal was, against Liverpool. Yeah, no, yeah, he won the FA best. He won the best own goal, own goal category. It was probably a banger knowing him. Yeah. Um, anyway, off topic with your country's off topic. No, I know. Um, it was, it, yeah, they were poor. We were 
awful in defence, um, which is obviously why we panic bought Van Dijk, who's turned out to be the best thing since sliced bread. One thing I've got to say regarding Liverpool, and especially Jurgen Klopp, is that he has done significantly well in the Champions League so far. I think and the I, Premier I League, obviously. I agree with you. I think there's a lot of fans out there that are still under the impression that um, not winning silverware, and don't get me wrong, if Mourinho, if Wenger, if if, if all those sort of people weren't winning trophies, then I'd be the same. However, you, you can't, as a Liverpool fan, who's, I was born in 1992, so I'm 27 years old. I've seen us win the European Cup. When I'm old enough to appreciate it, I've seen us win the European Cup. I've seen us win the FA Cup. Premier League? Obviously not. No. So there's no need for that, is there? But I've seen us win stuff, right? We've won stuff. You've seen us win stuff? Win stuff. Mm. You interview me at the wrong time. No, at least you're a legitimate scouser because you can't speak. <laughs> wow! Gonna have to cut that part out. Jesus, there's some bins over there. Do you want me to go and dip in them as well? Right, you're the one who said that, not yeah, me. Yeah, that's disgraceful. Yeah, people don't do that. No. Respect to all the Liverpool supporters that feed the food banks in Liverpool so, and North London. Every okay, time. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, unarguably, uh-huh. it's a huge game, but it seems that Tottenham fans aren't quite in it quite treating it as big as it is compared to Liverpool because you just mentioned that there's a rough estimate of 120,000 Liverpool fans out in Madrid right now be, and 25,000 Tottenham yeah. which to me like although Liverpool are significantly a far larger club than Tottenham yeah. you know it's the first time they've been to the European Cup final yeah. and although it's not a bad number out there when you juxtaposition it with the amount of Liverpool fans that's Tragic. It's a very, very... And the amount of people who live in London yeah, yeah, yeah. and support them out of London. Very different ratio. I mean, you, you could always go down the route of, well, Liverpool as a city is split into two teams if you count Tranmere three, but no one counts Tranmere. Um, uh, they just, didn't they just get promoted? Against who? Newport. Oh, it's weird. Uh, yeah, well, I like yeah. I give a um, shit about Newport. So, yeah, if you, if, you, <laughs> if you go down that route, then um, it, you split... London into Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham, Tottenham, Charlton, if you will, because there's their... a lot more than that as well. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. MK Dons and yeah, all of those London teams. But yeah, Tottenham have a massive following. Look at the stadium they have; it's bigger than Liverpool's. It is. They it, for them, and I went to Orlando a couple of weeks ago, and I watched Orlando City SC. And this is you're probably thinking, where am I going with this? But to them, hundred percent thinking where you're yeah, going. Yeah, to it. to them. Every time they go to the stadium, every time an Orlando fan goes to the stadium, it's an event. They're not there to watch football. Mm. It's an event. It's a. It's so you're a saying Saturday Tottenham so- are the same treatment as an event? Not, not in every, not in everyday life, not in every Saturday Premier League game, cup games, but in the European final. Yeah, of course it is. It's a massive event for them. Oh. Massive event. And and I'm not saying that's 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 them taking it any less seriously than us. But it, they can bask. They've got nothing to lose. They can bask in that final. Yeah. As as much as they like. If we lose, you know that the entirety of the UK plus abroad, minus Arsenal fans, mm-hmm. will be absolutely loving it. Okay. If we win, it'll only be us and Arsenal fans that are celebrating. Yeah. And that's fine. No, that's, that's that's true. That's that's absolutely fine with me. If we win our sixth European Cup. Grab me a beer quickly. Oh, Jesus. Do you want no, just just Corona on its own. So that's a good point there from Brandon. I think most of the footballing world are kind of against Liverpool. I've got to speak personally. I want a new team uh, to win the Champions League. So I'm going with Tottenham. And I can only feel that most of football, as you said, are against Liverpool. Can I ask genuinely now? Yeah. Forget score lines and all that sort of rubbish. Do you honestly think... Well, okay, what's your honest opinion of what tonight will end up? As in my score projection? Well, yeah, or, or just how the game will go, or... I think... Um, who'll win, first of all, who'll win? Right, okay, so I predict that... Um, yeah, let's just do our score predictions, because mm-hmm. what we're going to do, we're going to say our score predictions, and then we'll readdress this after the game, if you're still terrifying. standing up. That is terrifying. I can't promise anything, so... Um, 
I mean, you've already put out, put back like six or seven Coronas now, so probably. Yeah, and it's, probably, yeah. it's half three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine you standing <laughs> enough to record a podcast is going to be. I'll try for the yeah, fans. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm sure they'd want to hear you talk. I don't think they will. No. <laughs> yeah, I I predict that um, you know Tottenham have a very very strong side. If they start Harry Kane, mm. an even stronger side. That's the Lucas, point, isn't it? Lucas, you know he's on form hat-trick in the semi-final so you can't write them off but you know you look at the difference between Liverpool and Tottenham in the Premier League you can only go with Liverpool and I, I, yeah. I'm I, going to go with um, a very scrappy final mm-hmm. between two English sides um, but I can only see Tottenham uh, Liverpool sorry Tot- yeah I just yeah, my heart raced when you no, said that I, I'd go with 2-0 Liverpool I think I think there'll be more goals. I'll be honest. I think there'll be more goals. I think it's going to be one of those finals I where did, I, I can't on. see it. I can't see it being that open because Liverpool, right? Are very they. No matter what you think, they're very nervous because they haven't won the Premier League and they're no. going to want to finish this amazing season with some silverware. Yeah, Tottenham is their first European final, so they're going to be nervous, which is why I think it'll be a lot more close. Add, than add on last year's tragedy, as we would call it, because mm-hmm. we did. I feel we didn't deserve to, to lose it. It's extra pressure for us. So you're right. Yeah, we will be nervous. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And Tottenham don't have a Gareth Bale to come on and really completely embarrass you. I saw... <laughs> fuck off. Really interesting. <laughs> I saw uh, Jurgen Klopp's interview, yeah. pre, uh, pre-match conference or whatever. Yeah. And he said that in his last eight finals, regardless of whether it was Mines, Dortmunds, Liverpool, yeah. he has done the same thing, same preparation every time. Yeah. whether it's fly here at X hours per day or whatever it is he's done the same routine every time he said this year he's done everything differently which Fair is enough. which is worrying because you think well we haven't been that far away as a Liverpool fan as a Liverpool fan anyway we haven't been that far away Europa League we were 1-0 up at half time Champions League we were alright one all with 30, 35 minutes left to play. Mm. We were there or thereabouts. So yeah. it's not like we were completely outplayed, completely outclassed. It's it's one of those worrying features that he's changed it completely. So I, don't know, I, th- I think I think I think three one three two Liverpool. I was just going to say we were doing a score prediction, then I thought you were just going to keep going down that rabbit hole. It's three three one three two. Three three two three two. Yeah. I mean, I hope as a neutral, I fucking don't. I, no, I hope it's three two. Just absolutely uh, not. I mean, the Jesus. way the semi-finals went, it would be almost unjust for it to be a shit game. Yeah, but you know what it'll be? It'll be nil nil. Yeah, and then penalties. It'll just come off Henderson's earlobe and go in in the ninety-fourth oh, minute. That'd be great. That'd yeah, be great. not for us though. Not but for you. Don't not, care. Not, get, not nothing against you because do you know what? You're all right, Baker. To be fair, Thanks, you're mate. all right. But Alex, I'll rip his earlobes off. Alex is a twat. Oh, hundred percent. In fact, let's try and think of. Better hosts than Alex. Well, yeah, but I was also trying to think of how we can incorporate his name and break up his name to incorporate him into the twat list. Is what I was thinking then. No, don't say it because I'm going to do it one day. Okay. Yeah. So what we're going to do? Well, hold on. Just because he's not here doesn't mean that that won't be revealed to him at some point. You're his co-founder of this podcast. Mm. He's going to find out. Whatever. Whatever. Alex, how can we do it? Trans. Alex Price. Dressed. Um, right, famous Alex. So I'm thinking the one that used to go out with Katie Price, Jordan. Alex. Whatever he was. The, Alex. the cross-dressing wrestler, whatever he was. Okay. That's a good... That's You can make a lot of material out of that, but Price... <laughs> Katie Price then. Yeah. So all in one... You could do that in one clue. Yeah, you could. Like, and that would completely fuck okay, up. Um, fake tits, cross-dressing would... UFC. Yeah. Clue number one and the only clue only. Alex Price. Alex. Clue number one in the what? And clue the only, number one the clue only. And the only clue only. <laughs> <laughs> right, what we're going to do, we're going to leave it there for now. We're going to have a few bevs and we're going to watch a Champions League final and hopefully readdress it. If this goes straight to like the twat list now after this, you know that Brandon was way too drunk I'm to already record there. It. I think, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm already there. Yeah, so in all likelihood, after I stop talking in about five seconds, it'll go to another feature. Possibly, but Baker, quickly, Mm. up the fucking reds. (laughs) Twat. 
twat. Here we come to the twat list where I name a twat. Uh, Baker, you have a different, you have a different theme song for your twat every single week. Yeah, this is, and they're never good. Thank you. But I didn't burp during this one. I did you burp no, once. Thanks for that. During your... disgusting. Sorry. Um, this is the feature where I choose a twat mm-hmm. in the world of football that I deem a twat. Yeah. Not that I think everyone else thinks they're a twat. We'll get it straight. It is your personal opinion. It's my personal opinion. Yeah. And if they happen to listen to this podcast, uh, which they won't, which they won't. Um, it's yeah. Sorry, but I don't take it personally. I just think you've done something that was a bit twat-ish. And this is the feature where I kind of get my own back on you because it's made up of three cryptic clues and you've got to try and guess the person. I have no idea. I have no idea. Because I haven't said the clues yet, bud. Yeah, but I I never have any idea because it's ridiculous. Mm, It's like my first is in A, but not in A. The last one you should have got. Last one was... Last last one was the one with uh, uh, Alan Brazil. Alan Brazil, yeah. Right, this 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 time I am going to write down your clues. Yeah, write them down. So you're going to give me how many clues? Three clues. And Three I'm going to call clues. them out as we go. If I get it, yeah. which I won't, I'll, if I get it during it, I will call it out. Okay. Okay. Right, so clue no- you've got a limited amount of time though, otherwise we're going to announce okay. it at the end of the show. Go for it. Clue number one. I really liked him. It's sad to see him not around anymore. I really liked him. It's sad to not see him around anymore. Clue number two. The same as before. Bye bye, but not quite fatal. The same as before. So the same as before. What I mentioned in clue number one. Yeah. Bye bye, but not quite fatal. Okay. Oh my god. What do you mean? Oh my god. These are d- brilliant clues. Uh, so clue number one. I really liked him. It's sad to see him not around anymore. Yeah. Clue number two. Same as clue number one. Bye bye. But not quite fatal. Right. <laughs> I can just see you struggling. <laughs> I'm panicking. You know when you you know when you sit yeah, yeah. in an exam that you've not yeah, studied yeah. for yeah. and then you've got yeah. the paper in front of you. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. Clue number three. <laughs> Those straighteners look well expensive. I wonder how much they <laughs> For everyone listening, Baker's just moved his head around like a bird in in order to help me guess. No, what did you do to show you that words come afterwards? Okay. uh, So, clue number three: those straighteners look well expensive. I wonder how much they. I don't know. I've done the head thing again. It's just not relevant. Um, Yeah, those straighteners look well expensive. I wonder how much they. Dot dot dot. So, we've got clue number one. <clears throat> I really liked him. It's sad to see him not around anymore. It's clue number two. Same as clue number one. Bye-bye, but not quite fatal. Okay. Clue number three. Those straighteners look well expensive. I wonder how much they... So, while Alex writes them down, I just want to remind the kind of answers that happen so uh, the previous episode one was uh, Alan Brazil Alan Brazil was one of them and the clue was a uh, famous gardener or something like that yeah. um, which was Alan Titchmarsh so that gave you the that first name that was the name, first Alan. name Alan yeah and then it was like ooh I, I like the, I like the feel, feel of, of those <laughs> you don't need to say it back to me I like the feel <laughs> of those take it off it's ruining everything which was bra and then Zill no, it was bras. Bras. Oh, and then ill was, oh, I've been on the bog shitting my ass out all day. Yeah. And ill. So, which gives you Alan Brazil. So, are, um, you, are you... Any kind of clue? No. Because I find it quite funny that you seem to think you would be able to guess it right here and now. And I, I, I've got... I don't think I'll ever guess this. I don't think I'll ever guess any of them. What do you mean? I just don't. I don't... I My wavelengths are so... Look, it's it's like, you know, you're learning, you know, once you kind of get the gist of it and yeah. you you maybe it's, you maybe you're just like not able to guess this stuff, like your brain's not good enough to do it. Or Why'd you always, No, I'm not down, no man. I just mean this is a very good it's always put me down. These are very good clues. I, I really I've got um on written down on my notepad yeah. I've got uh died. Mm-hmm. 
near died <laughs> yeah <laughs> slash leave and straighteners actually I've written straighters because yeah, I panicked those straighteners are really expensive I wonder how much they so I'll give you something right now yeah. before we wrap this feature up okay you're very close to one of those words and try and remember that the first couple of clues are very likely to have something to do with the first name but not always so don't take that as gospel yeah. and the last clue is more than like oh well always likely to kind of be about the last last name unless it's someone like nanny who just has one name so you're very close yeah um yeah i i i'm just grateful that anyone listening will probably be in the same situation as me or i'm hoping they will be yeah where they have no idea what you're talking about there is ladies and gentlemen that's the twat list next up we have football scoop i'm all ears baker Okay, we've hit the point in the show, which is football scoop. We're scooping footballs. So, Gareth, what happens at this at this well, stage? Football scoop is uh, my opportunity to bring up some of the current events in football and discuss them with you, my friend Alex Price. Okay, gonna kick hit it me. off, mate. Not to bring the mood down at all. Just want to say uh, from the Goalpost for Jumpers podcast, it's very sad to see the passing of uh, Jose Antonio Reyes, yeah. former Arsenal legend. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realise with Reyes, it's such horrible news, but Reyes was the first Spanish player to ever lift the Premier League. Is that right? Yeah. So, no way. How mental is that? So, he was almost, um, if you look at his legacy, the kind of wow. star of the Spanish influx into the Premier League. First, first Spanish player to first ever First Spanish player to ever lift the Premier League? Yep. First one. That's amazing. So, that was, two, what was that, 2005? Uh, yeah, one of those. So we're looking at sort of 13 years, no Spanish player lifted the trophy. Yeah. So oh, massive Good stat. stat. Yeah, and you know, look, the the guy was obviously a very gifted player. Yeah. Very tragic what's happened yep. um, with the car crash. So, you know, rest in peace to, um, I just wanted to say something about it, to be honest, mate. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. To Jose Tony Reyes and, um, you know, we pray for his family, you know. Yeah, hopefully, um, obviously, you've seen the tributes come in. Shall I mention, controversially, uh, I did speak to you earlier because it came up. I think we should mention it. It's it's a talking point. Yeah. Um, Canizares, former uh, Spain goalkeeper, played with Reyes uh, as a teammate, mm. tweeted something along the lines of basically saying that he shouldn't, you shouldn't treat him like a hero because he'd actually killed another his, I think it's his cousin and by driving recklessly yeah and, and that guy Canizares yeah needs to shut the fuck up I think because he has a mourning family right now and that's, yeah if he has that opinion fair enough yeah fair keep enough it to keep yourself, it to yourself in a time of mourning yeah mention it in a year or something if you really need to yeah it's so so um, you know irresponsible and just completely completely just out of order to do that yeah and yeah, you, you're definitely right. There's no, there's no place to say that necessarily right now. Absolutely not. You know, on the on the day of it. Yeah. So yeah, it was it, it was a really strange thing to see, especially from a former. T- if I would have not understood it, but I could have kind of grasped it if it was a another player in the footballing world or a former player mm. or someone who'd been affected directly, maybe. And we don't know. Canizares might have been affected directly by. Um, by by an instant like that with his family or or something, but yeah, it was just a strange time to tweet something like that, and and it, yeah, just a bit inappropriate for for me. But um, yeah, I, I and I I would I wouldn't necessarily it's controversial. I I wouldn't necessarily disagree. The guy, apparently the guy was we don't know the ins and outs. That's the problem. We don't yeah, know the mate, full story. Look, let's, let's not get into that because I know. Yeah, it was reported that he was driving uh, over, I think, fifty miles an hour over the speed limit, driving recklessly. We, do, but we don't know. Yeah, so, so who, who is Canizares to come out and say? Just leave it. Yeah. So you know. But you know, from the Goalpost of Jumpers podcast, you know, rest in peace, Jose Antonio Reyes, first Spanish player to lift win, the Premier League. Lift the Premier League. Moving on, mate. Um, Antonio Conte has been announced as the new Inter Milan boss. Yeah, and what an appointment. Yeah, I, I, look, he didn't necessarily. Play, yes, please. Uh, he didn't necessarily um, do anything wrong, really, at Chelsea. I think that the, what it stemmed from was him falling out with, um, falling out with 
Diego Costa. Yeah. And that seems it, that fractured relationship which is very easy to do, which is very easy to do. But that that sort of what stems where it stems, and it seemed to go a little bit sour after that. The players and notoriously Chelsea players have always struggled with that second se- season after winning something. They there's always the argument that they they don't play or they they switch off that second season. But yeah, he left he left on a bad note with Chelsea, um, but. It's very easy to fall out with Diego Costa at the end of the day. So yeah, um, and I, I thought, but I, I thought, yeah, I thought Conte's first season in the Premier League to come in and win it, and the way he did that to st- his shift in formation, that point in the season to a back five, was inspired, and it was it was something that I think everyone stood up in the footballing world and was like, oh look, this guy can yeah, look, can he's, mix a, he's, it. A, he's a proven tactician and a bit of a team builder. Uh, he's someone who hates player egos yeah. um, so you look at that appointment he's going in there with Icardi yeah. who has possibly one of the biggest egos in football well, can't this see is, him this lasting. is the thing can't see him lasting I, do you know what from my perspective as a bit of a fan of Italian football yeah. I think it'd be great if he goes in there and builds a team that can challenge Juventus yeah oh I think, think everyone of, wants to see that back in the day mate we were watching the Champions League finals of, uh, uh, of all time yeah. on YouTube and how many times do we see an Italian team in the, in the final? Yeah, they they dominated. It was it was AC Milan. It was Juventus constantly. Yeah, uh, and one thing that we we aren't sure of yet, but we we've seen reports is that Romelu Lukaku will follow uh, Conte. That, yeah, and Icardi might be. Why is that? By the way, involved I'm, I'm in that deal. There. Like, why is that? What's the Lukaku Conte? So Conte, connection? when he first went to Chelsea. Uh, before Lukaku moved to United, he, he he did want him, and Chelsea were in for him. Conte made it clear that he did want Lukaku, and he's always admired him. So, yeah. for then that means nothing though, because Lukaku might genuinely be happy United. Well, Lukaku made it clear himself. He said he said it was always. I think he said it's, it would be a dream to play in Italy and play for a club like Inter. So it he'd already set it up for himself. Yeah, and it was so strange. To do to do that, I think, and not that Inter aren't a big club, but you you don't really get bigger than United. You don't really get bigger than United, other than Madrid, Barca, maybe. Um, but yeah, if he if that's that's where he wants to go, then then great. And Icardi coming the other way, I don't think really many United fans would would be too unhappy with that. Yeah, definitely. But Antonio Conte, yeah, great appointment. We do hope to see Inter challenging again, and and someone to to take. Juventus off that that top spot, I think. Yeah. Finally, mate, we have a well. It's a story that it, it ferments uh, my love of how the German league is run with yeah. such German efficiency and just fairness. Yeah. Obviously, the ticket, ticket prices, prices out there is so yeah. reasonable. But Borussia Dortmund mm-hmm. have actually cancelled five hundred season tickets of fans who didn't attend at least seven of the seventeen games. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. I know. Like, so fans that were buying season tickets and selling on the tickets or passing them around. Well, um, it's no, 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 no. It's not that. Essentially, it's just people who just didn't turn up. So, it's the no-show rule was introduced before the start of this of this season. Yeah. And it was basically announced that season ticket holders had to attend at least seven matches to keep their ticket. Right. So Dortmund also have what's called a secondary market where you can sell your ticket for a single game to other fans which is what you just mentioned yeah. when you can't go yourself because obviously right. from Dortmund's perspective that's a seat with a body in it so other fans um, can buy the ticket but only for an original price at the stadium they can go there and obviously say the member's number Yeah. Um, using that option counts as a visit for right, that okay. season ticket holder yeah so they're basically saying, as a season ticket holder, you hold the responsibility of that seat of being that seat. filled. Yeah, well, I, I, you're I taking, think that's great. Yeah, um, it's brilliant. Yeah. what? But I would, brilliant. I would say, and I, I speak from my own experience, but um, in terms of season tickets with Man United, they were when when we go up when uh, you go up, we'd go up on the bus. This is me personally when I used to go up on the bus. Um, we would be charged a set amount on the bus, and this is this is 
you know it's it's sourced from from ourselves but people would have a set amount of season tickets on the bus um, and if someone couldn't make the game they were passed up amongst us people that they could trust and we'd use that ticket and we'd use that season ticket for the game so they were always getting used United will always fill a stadium but that's how it was used and I think that's the best way to do it yeah um, but yeah no it, it, it seems great and you know like you said German football they they always seem to have that they set the standard for how how football should treat its fans I yeah. think it's so, great yeah it's great and to see good on Dortmund for that yeah brilliant right mate we now at the time of recording this know that Liverpool beat Tottenham 2-0 in the Champions League final yeah and I said earlier in my interview with Brandon Warren a uh, good friend of the podcast yeah um, I said to him that Mate, look, after the game, we'll, we'll interview you if you're still able to stand. Because yeah. one thing everyone needs to know about Brandon, he might not be from Liverpool, but he supports that team with such passion. Yeah, he he, go, he goes to games. This is the thing. He goes to games. He's, yeah. Just like all of us, we, go to, we, we follow a, our club. He's a genuine Liverpool fan. So <laughs> we managed... Brandon was able enough yeah. to stand up for the interview. Ish. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm happy to introduce the part two of Brandon's interview. I'm here now. We come back. We've managed to get Brandon standing without being too drunk. Brandon, how do you feel, mate? Liverpool have just won the Champions League. As a Liverpool fan, how do you feel? How's it feel? You look like you're crying. <laughs> Mate, I'm too emotional. You're crying? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'm not taking the piss. Just no, like, no, you're not. How yeah. does it feel? How does it feel? It's big time, mate. It's big time. Yeah? Yeah. Are you emotional? Yeah, I'm yeah. You've just watched your team win the Champions League final. We've to get you standing. You're standing enough to do an interview, which I'm happy with. I'm very surprised that you've had about 17 Coronas and a white Russian. Brandon, tell me how How does it feel? How does it feel? Yeah? Yeah. Speechless. Yeah. Speechless? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Your headbutt in the microphone, I'm going to take that as a sign of affection towards your club. Look, players are able to do this post-game. I'm sure you're able to talk a little bit. You're able to talk a little bit. Walk us through what just happened in that final, Brandt. What just happened in that final? Were Tottenham good enough? No. No? Yeah. We outclassed them. Yeah. <laughs> we were there. We were there. He's so good. Oh, you know, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Business, I yeah? can't. It's all over, I think. No. It's the uh, end of another brilliant goalpost for jumpers uh, show. Self- Mate, pro- but we didn't, pro- we didn't tell brilliant. everyone. We didn't tell anyone earlier how to follow us uh we've got twitter which is at g for j podcast um we're on instagram at yep. goalpost number four jumpers yeah and you can email us at goalpost.jumper at gmail.com and please subscribe to us on apple podcasts apple podcasts yeah where else are we spotify spotify google podcasts we're google podcast um we're loads of places we're everywhere. Pocket casts and we're loads every- of other we're, we're you can't avoid us honestly you can't avoid us like our stickers are popping up everywhere now. Yeah, in in toilets and cutscene. We look at the views store. next week, and we've had four on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> please listen yeah. to the podcast. So yeah, you can you can find us almost everywhere. So yeah, yeah please subscribe. Please uh, hit that follow button on on Instagram and and Twitter and but mainly subscribe to us. us on these podcast places because that's what we're doing this for at the end of the day. Yeah, and you get all those updates to your phone when. We release something new and fresh. And yeah, so mate, look, we're going to have to wrap up. Yep. It's the end of an episode, but we've got some answers to uh, 
to uh, to go clarify. through. So we've got. Who, do you want to do your twat first? I want to do two lies and truth. You want to do two lies and yeah, truth first? Let's mix it up. Okay, so I'll just recap. Uh, we had former Manchester United player Dong Fang Zhu underwent underwent uh, facial recognition surgery in order to escape constant mockery for being a football failure. Ridiculous. Next story. Um, We've got the Sampdoria midfielder Daniele Dessena once met his long-lost brother in a bar and now they own a bar chain. Um, That's lovely. And then we've got the Coventry City uh, ravioli meltdown where they had to postpone a pre-season friendly um, because <laughs> yeah, the chef made yeah. too much ravioli. No, no, it didn't happen. You went with the happen. Sampdoria story. Yeah, because the other two are ridiculous. The other two are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to find out which one is true? If it's the ravioli one, <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's not the ravioli one. It's you haven't disappointed me. It's not the ravioli. Because if that was true, <laughs> I just don't know what I would have done. So, imagine you, calling off again because it was too much. Did you? Is did that anything close to that even happen? At uh, no, all? no. You can. You made that story. I up might have made that story from up. top to bottom. Yeah, you're. Crazy. The There's actual answer. Wrong with your head. The right, actual so answer. Either Sampdoria midfielder Daniele Seni or Manchester oh, United. I've done the drum roll at the wrong point. Then. <laughs> it's it's either one of the the two. Are you ready? It is drum roll. Yeah, give me a drum roll. Former Manchester United player no Dong Fang Zhu underwent facial recognition stru- oh, surgery in order to escape oh, constant mockery. Stop talking. He did, and do you know how this That's came out? Horrible. I know. Hang on, can I just Google? What Have a look. He looks like. What's, he what's looks, his name again? Uh, it's Dong, Dong. Fang Zhu. So oh, wait, now that I've seen the name spelled out. Yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't. He, it wasn't too long ago. He's at United. We're only looking at ten, ten years ago. Who um, is that? I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now. Yeah. Anyone doesn't know him? He's 34. Uh, he's Had to Chinese. retire before the age of 30. He played one game from United on Wikipedia. And there were Went to Royal Antwerp though. Sorry, but and scored 34 goals in 71 games, but didn't score for Dalian Scheid, Liga Warsaw, Portimonese. Played for some big clubs. Yeah. Played for China. The rumour was that he that he was signed from Manchester United to, to help for build sales. the fan, fa, the fan base over there. Yeah. And um, so he was I, a massive flop. Hang on. Two seconds. Keep, keep talking. I'm just going to Google the facial surgery. Well, talk, for anyone who stuff. is, so for, for anyone who does want to have a look, um, the story is out there. I haven't got a link for it, but if you type in um, the, his name and... It's one of the first things that comes up. Yeah, it appeared on a TV show. He looks exactly. He looks exactly. He looks exactly, he looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. What was the point? I don't know. What was the point? I don't know. But it's brilliant. I loved that story. I couldn't believe I come across it as a as a truth. Um, I, I mean, he, nothing has changed. His hair's the same. His ears are actually sticking out more. He's no. He hasn't done anything. I know. He hasn't. What was the point? I don't. I, I, but feel I feel so sad for him. I feel. To do, that. do you also feel sad that um, there is no such thing as? Yeah, I'm really <laughs> cut off by that. As Fratelli de Tempos. Is that any? You made that up. I made that one up. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Mate? I don't know. You need help. But I'm glad that there was something uh, heartwarming there because actually the what the do you real mean heartwarming. That's quite it heartwarming. Yeah, it's fiction. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, twatless, mate. Twatless. And for everyone listening, I'm sure you are. Ripping at the seams to find the answer to this. Yep. I actually tried giving you a clue earlier in the show. and Oh, did you? Yeah. Doing what we were talking about. So oh, we've no. Got clue number one. I really liked him. It's sad to see him not around anymore. Uh, right. Clue number two. Same as clue number one. Bye-bye, but not quite fatal. And clue number three. Those straighteners look well expensive. I wonder how much are they? Yeah. So, mate, <laughs> let me know your thoughts. You blow my nose. I barely have any thoughts because you said. Now you said I was close with one of the words I said. Um, which word was I'm that? I'm so glad you didn't see that. By the way, I just blew my nose, and it was everything. I'm sure everyone wants to hear this. Okay. Uh, which one? Which which word was it that I was close with? Um, say it. So I you got dying, didn't you? I had died. Yeah, that's yeah, died. Is Very that the first? Very close. Die. Die. Yeah. 
So we've got die. Same as before, but not quite fatal, you know. Die. Bye. Die. Go. go. Wait. Ah, oh, sorry. Yeah. There you go. Diego. And you said Diego. I did hear you say it. I thought, I don't know why you said that. Yeah. You said Diego earlier in the show. Yeah, so those straighteners look well expensive. Diego. I wonder how much they cost her. Diego Costa. There you go. Right, he's your twat. Why? Um, what do you mean, why? Do I need to explain? I don't think you do, like, really. He's an arsehole. I lo- I, to be honest, I uh, love I love Diego Costa. I think he's what? wicked. I love Diego Costa. Why? What can you love about Diego Costa? What can't you love? Right, when he was at Chelsea... He was at times unplayable. Let's let's not. I don't care how good of a player he is. Like I, I. I'm how not... many players do you see with the attitude he's got? And I know it seems like a bad attitude. I hate his attitude. But he's win at all costs. Yeah, okay. I love that. That's fine. That's fine. There's a lot of players, Cristiano Ronaldo, people like that, who put their absolute neck on the line for how they play, yeah. and they don't act like Diego Costas on the pitch and towards managers. He's a brat and he's a twat. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's my twat of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, and that's it. We're at the end of the show. We are actually at the end of the show. Okay, um, so what have we learned? We've learned that Diego Costa's a twat. Yeah. We've, we've learned, learned that uh, uh, Dong Fang Zhu looks exactly the same. Yeah, he's exactly the same. Wasted a lot of money. We know that ravioli doesn't cause uh, power shortages. Ravioli does not cause power it shortages. does not. And Alex has... A very fucked up mind. <laughs> That's what we've learned. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you again soon. Go Pestle Jumpers Football Podcast. There we are. There you go. See you later. There you go. Bye bye. bye. See you later, mate. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Bye. 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 See you later. They think it's all over. It is.